Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Hey, and welcome back to Play On Radio. I'm Gemma Bastiani. As always, um, and I'm here today with returning guest, my brother Alexander Bastiani. How you doing? Good, thank you. Thanks for coming back to chat about post draft review, reviewing the draft. Oh, uh, yeah, no worries. We both sound very calm right now, but it's taken us four tries to start this. Mm, yeah, I don't know how. I don't. Yeah, sometimes you just have to switch it on. <laughs> Because you were singing songs. Um, so we're trying to keep it together here. Um, but as I said, we're here to review the draft after we previewed the draft last week. So let's chat chat about it all. What we're going to do is we're going to go through club by club, tell you who they picked up, at what picks, what kind of player those players are. And then Alexander's going to give us his verdict on each club. On the fly as well. Oh, I don't know if that's a good idea. So it's going to be great. So... As always, we kick off alphabetical order with Adelaide, the Adelaide Crows. They picked up with pick six, Fisher McCasey. He's a tall defender, good with intercept marking, but he's also versatile. He can go forward. With pick 24, they got Harry Schoenberg. He's kind of a medium-sized midfielder. He's a ball winner. His decision-making is quite good, and he's quite creative by hand. With pick 28, they got Josh Worrell, who is a tall defender. He's got good closing speed. Known for his repeat efforts, and he's a left footer. Um, pick 42, they got Ronan O'Connor, who's a tall midfielder known for his work rate and contested ball work. Uh, pick 48, Lachlan Gallant. He's an outside mid. He's smart. He runs both ways, but he does require a bit of development, hence why he's back there in the picks. Um, and then in the rookie draft, they did quite well, I think. They got rookie pick number seven. They got Ben Keyes, who's an ex-Lion, forward mid. He was pick 24 in 2015, so pretty highly rated in terms of talent. When was he delisted? This year. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and he hits the scoreboard, so I think the Lions' depth kind of pushed him out a little bit. Um, they also, with rookie pick 21, they got Ben Crocker, who's also a forward mid from the Pies. He's known to hit the scoreboard and have a big impact on the odd game. So I, I think those are quite good choices for them. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I wasn't expecting Ben Crocker to get picked up. I wondered if Collingwood would do it. 
If anything, there's sort of uh, maybe other players in the rookie draft that they missed that sort of maybe would have seemed like really good gets. I think Mitch Hibbard was looking really good. He'd been playing in the midfield, and they probably could have used that. But I don't really, I don't know necessarily. Seems like a good haul, the first three blokes in mm. particular. Obviously, McCasey was one of the most sought-after taller blokes in yeah. the draft. Like, I'm curious to see where he actually ends up spending more time because Worrell was another bloke who was apparently like a utility, like uh, swingman kind of deal, but says himself that he prefers to play in defence. Mm. I wonder if it isn't a plan to use McCasey more up forward and have Worrell be the... Because their defence sort of seems like it's not so bad. I mean, they've got Duday, they've got Kelly. Their sort of mid to tall seems fairly well covered, I suppose. Yeah, I guess it's just taking over for the likes of Talia and Hardigan, who are those older guys. And mm. now that Andy Otten's gone, I know he didn't play a lot of footy, but there are a few key posts back there that do need to be filled for the long term, I think. So it, it could work quite well for them. Yeah. Um, I maybe I, would have expected them to go with another... Like highly touted midfielder though with that. Well, they pick, wanted but... they wanted Dylan Stevens and then were too late because they traded with yeah GWS. I, I I thought that they would consider like on the night when obviously it comes down to it and your your top ten pick becomes even more valuable that they would do a trade with Geelong to get some like two extra early like ten to twenty picks because of the amount of positions that they want to fill mm. with high talent. I mean, I think we'd said that as far as I'd heard, 20 onwards, twenty I think 20 to 35, everyone expected that that would be pretty even. Mm. So I wondered if they wouldn't take that. But, hey, why not take the top 10 and pick up the bloke that everyone's after? Well, I think, yeah, I think Sydney choosing Dylan Stevens did throw a spanner in the works there. Yeah, um, I mean, that seemed to be the one that people didn't expect. Didn't expect, yeah, mm. or just changed a few things to up there. Um, well, that, I, it was a bit of a bummer, though. It was like... Because I think Sydney picked Gould at, was it 25 or something? Like they 25. pushed out like a bit. It. I sure as hell expected that they would pick him, though. That was kind of weird. But, hey, they obviously got who they were after. So I mean, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, well, Schoenberg's that fast midfielder. So they've got that. They've got the tall. They've got the key defence. Mm. They've got the two other blokes to work with, who I think are also midfielders, like you said. I really like what they did in their rookie <clears throat> draft because we know that Adelaide have a lot of spots to fill, they're a bit of a shambles. I, I like the idea of having guys that are known to work quite hard but maybe can't crack a deep team. I like the idea of them coming into a side of a lot of young talent and working with them. I'm a big fan of that kind of crossover idea and, and making the most of the rookie draft when they had the opportunity to. So I don't hate those two choices. No. And I think they're both guys that deserved another chance. So I'll be really keen to see what they can do there. They definitely got some interesting players. I, just, I didn't expect McCasey and Worrell to end up going at the same team because I thought being taller key position guys who predominantly play back, that they would have been nabbed by different teams. And Worrell sounded like that he was going to go much earlier in like mm. the 10 to 15 range. Yeah. But um, no, really interesting. Yeah. They're, they're the next step. And I think this draft for them... They probably managed to fill the spots a little bit better than what we were expecting when we were talking about them getting rid of everybody or losing yep. everyone. It seems that they're probably a little bit closer to recovering that position they were beforehand. I still think next it year... It seemed that they would be able to manage in this draft. I still think next year that 
10 to 12th on the ladder would be great for them. I still think next year is a bit of a write-off. It's about getting the young players through and consistently playing. Kind of like what Sydney did this year. Mm. But this group of guys added to the young guys that they do still have. It's pretty promising for the next five years for them. Yeah, well, they're, I mean, they're in a position after the sort of shit show that their season ended up being and all and of the stuff that happened at the end. I don't think people are really going to put a lot of pressure on them. Like, the pressure will be there to show good signs of, mm. like, improvement and to show signs of confidence within the club and everything like that. But, not but no one's flag. expecting them to play finals. Yeah. And I don't think anyone's expecting them to be able to, like, push for finals. Because it looks like that be, much but... of a weird sort of mess at the moment. Yeah. Um, this has gone a long way to recovering a bit of that faith, probably. For sure. Um, shall we move on to Brisbane? Good to see... Was it Nick's who actually presented the jumper. That's obviously a very good sign too. Yeah. He was keen to get out there and introduce himself. And I liked seeing him in the Adelaide room as well. Yeah. The other thing Adelaide did, which I fucking loved, was they had an image of Chelsea Randall on the back of their monitor that showed on the screen that said, best of luck to you, Skip, or we're with you, Skip, oh, yeah. after she did her ACL. And I think that was yeah, amazing. Cute. That was bad news. That was terrible news for the AFLW, just for footy fans. Um, But let's talk Brisbane. With pick 22, they got Devin Robertson from WA. He's a midfielder who's known for his leadership, his ball-winning ability, and his clean hands. Um, Pick 33, they got Brock Smith, who's a medium defender. He's strong overhead. He's quite tough, good in the one-on-one. 37, they got Caden Coleman, who's from their academy. Um, Essendon bid on him initially. Um, he's a mid-sized forward. He's known for his clean use of the ball. He's pretty smart, and he can go into defence. He was part of their academy, and I said that already, but, you know. Pick 59, they got Jackson Pryor, who's a mid-sized defender. He's known for his marking ability, reading of the ball, and he can go up into the midfield. And with the rookie draft, uh, they just re-rookied three guys. Um, Sam Skinner with pick 12, who's a ruck, tall utility. Rookie pick 26, Corey Lyons, Jared Lyons, younger brother. Archie Smith. And Archie Smith with 34. So they just kind of added those guys back to their list. So not too much of a change for them. Smith and Pryor, I think, are solid inclusions. We discussed in the preview about how that rebounding defender, kind of general of halfback, needed to be a position that was being developed now for when Rich and, and Birchall do retire. And I think having Smith and Pryor in, those are kind of the guys that can do that job. So it looks like they've addressed that and those are guys that can learn. And I think that Devin Robertson is a steal. He was the only player invited to the first night that didn't get drafted. And then he got picked first pick of the second. Straight night, up, so. yeah. Yeah, I didn't expect him to be going quite so um, quite so low. mm I I thought he might have been the bloke that Adelaide was willing to get with six. But, um, hey, Brisbane looked really bloody happy, and he was obviously chuffed. Fags looked stoked. He, yeah, they both looked... Fags and, um, my goodness, is it Connor? They both looked extremely happy to, like, have picked him and yeah. introduced themselves with very... Very rigorous handshakes and stuff. <laughs> Always. And Lockie Neal got on the phone with him. Yeah, it was it was really good actually. I certainly didn't expect that he'd end up being um, at Brisbane. Yeah, well, but that late geez, in the draft. They they look really happy to have managed to get someone of that caliber at 
at 20. Because they traded out of the first round. Yeah. I ended up getting... A first round? Pretty much a first rounder yeah. anyway. I just love the idea of him in a team with Rayner, in a team with McCluggage. Like, think of all that young talent that just continually gets added to that group. Yeah, but there are other teams who've continually added young talent and it hasn't, you know... I, I just think, think the names that you hear up in Brisbane, because they are already quite a young team, then you're adding a guy like Devin Robertson, who's highly yeah. touted, like, that's pretty exciting. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, bringing in another young bloke who's in the same sort of bracket as Rayner. Even Neil is not very old, but just people who have exhibited leadership qualities, who play in the middle of the ground, those tough... It's almost... Uh, I think Brisbane fans would be very excited because the kind of midfield that they're building now is one of those tough, hard-ball-get Big groups. bodies, yeah. People who run back with the flight of the ball like John O'Brien used to do. And, you know, it's just probably... Um, it sets them up for the next few years to look really good and... Um, they're definitely going to be blokes who excite fans. And I think the other thing that they've done is found young guys who are good leaders, natural leaders, and they've got those guys all across the ground now, and that seems to be a personality trait that they target. Um, so that sets them up quite well in terms of just just general demeanour on the ground and ability to turn a game when you're down, that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, absolutely. Like, I remember playing at halftime when Brisbane was playing against Collingwood. I think it was 2002 or 2003. Grand final, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was a team of blokes who just gut run, who just win the ball out of toughness. And they weren't, like, doing amazingly skillful things. And they weren't all blokes whose physical attributes were, like, massive standouts. They looked like run-of-the-mill, just crash-and-bash guys. And yet they had one of the best teams mm. one of the teams of the century almost you know speaking of simon black is back to the coaching panel of the brisbane lions aflw team shit that's a good sign how good is that considering all their players left wow anyway, let's not talk about that let's move on to carlton so with pick 17 <laughs> your face with pick 17 they picked up Brody kemp who's a tall defender or forward he's kind of a swing man known for his marking he's clean kicking he is coming off an acl injury though Pick 20, they got Sam Philp, who's a mid-sized midfielder, known for his work rate, attack at the contest, and the way he reads the play. Pick 47 was Sam Ramsey, also a mid-sized midfielder. Ball-winning ability, contested work, and he's got quite a penetrating kick. And then in the preseason draft, they finally got their man, small forward Jack Martin, who we all know has the just X factor, and he's AFL body, ready to go. Rookie pick number three, they got Josh Honey, who's a forward, known for his speed, his athleticism, and he can go into the midfield if they need. And rookie pick number 18, they got Fraser Phillips, who's a mid-sized forward, versatile, has goal sense and footy smarts, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, thoughts? Seems like they're still very concerned about the midfield depth. Mm. Yeah, it whereas, does seem like that, doesn't whereas it? Whereas it's almost like... Wouldn't you be a little bit more concerned about your backline depth or something? But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they're probably the kind of blokes who will just be able to come in and, like, they'll probably play at different ends of the ground. Kemp's a kind of interesting dude because 
His best work seems to be up forward. He seems pretty intent on becoming a midfielder. You know, I don't know. They probably just went for the blokes that looked like they had the right attributes and mm. attitudes I to like, be able to fit in. I like that what they've looked for, though, are guys that have good work rate, two-way running, good at the contest. That's the kind of player they've gone after. It seems to be a theme with that. Um, whereas it's not just most talented. It's, okay, this guy works really hard and that's what we want. It's not just about the talent it's the work rate as well and I think that's something that Carlton need to have more of not that they don't have a lot of it now but it's something that I think was really evident when they were really terrible was that they had guys that would only run one way yeah but they also had guys who didn't have much talent well they I think they found a balance now between the two well I think they already went for talent pretty much well they've had that many drafts to go for talent that they should have covered that already yeah I, I think this is a really promising crop of people. They've got a lot of Sams in the past couple of drafts, haven't they? Did, what, yeah, Sam Walsh as well. Yeah. There'd have to be a few of them now. Almost as many as there Jacks are Jacks at St Kilda. Yeah. Well, it's, it is interesting um, because the impression was that they were keen on Kemp at pick nine or something. But I don't know. But he, he slid. They traded it and he slid, so it ended and up being fine. They got him anyway, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and getting Jack Martin in for nothing. Yeah, I guess they got the last laugh there. Well, I mean, this is part of my point as to why, like, why are you just handing shit to Gold Coast on a silver platter when they do stupid crap like that? If they were actually any, like, if they were capable of protecting themselves and insulating themselves from that kind of league, the vultures picking at the carcass... Shouldn't you have had the balls to force them into a trade and get something out of it? But they go, well, we don't have to worry about that because the AFL is going to hand us stuff. It was just like, what a stupid situation to bitch and moan about players leaving and then let him walk out the door for nothing. I guess the fear was that someone else would take him in the preseason. Anyway, um, let's move to Collingwood. Collingwood had a pretty quiet draft. They got Jay Rantel with pick 40, who's mid-sized midfielder known for that 2K time trial. And he's just beaten um, Tom Phillips in Collingwood's 2K time trial at preseason training as well. Um, endurance, work rate, clean hands as oh, well. Just terrific, terrifically athletic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, known as being who roomed with uh, Luke Jackson. Yeah, apparently was also part of that trips. international junior basketball team. The um, the Australian represent, uh, representatives. Mm. Um, super good reflexes and everything, but his football skills are a little bit lacking. That's probably why he slipped a bit. And um, Yeah, and that's why he's known for his endurance more hey, than his skill. Look, if they improve as much as they did over the last 18 months in the next 18 months, people are going to say, why didn't he go earlier? So Exactly. Um, pick 45 was Trent Bianco, who's another one that slid quite a bit. Small midfielder, defender. Uses the ball on both feet. He's got elite skills and decision-making. Um, and picked 55 was Trey Rusco, who's a tall defender. Quite competitive. One-on-ones are quite good. Strong, yeah. his position. They got a bit good. more of that height back in as well. But also, uh, smart move getting Bianco, because at 45... He ev- slid a long way. Uh, well, look, if you get it wrong at 45, no one's really going to be surprised, because it's a tough... That's sort of a tough pick to use. But... He's arguably the best user by foot in the draft that I've heard of. Everyone just talks about how 
laser ears on the boot. And he's a huge Collingwood fan. Well, a huge Collingwood fan uh, was also the captain of the Oakley Chargers. Mm. Yeah. It seemed weird that he slid that long. People are, I don't know, people are probably just concerned with height. If you're not, if you're not, sorry, if you're small and you're not really quick, people just tend yeah. to write you off. Yeah, well, I but, hope he does well because oh, he seems like a good kid. Look, there have been a ton of small blokes who weren't quick who were awesome. Sam Caleb Mitchell Daniel. being one of them. Caleb Daniel's not super quick. Uses it really well by foot. Plays look at it him. full back. <laughs> Ridiculous. If you're good at football, doesn't matter. Yeah, well, Boomer. We were talking about him before. Yeah, but he was quick. No, that's true, actually. He, he had, quick like, part. you know, that was pretty handy. Like, Paul Popolo and Boomer. If they weren't fast, like if I could run as fast as them, there's no way in hell they would have been able to play football for as long as they have. They probably would have been delisted after a couple of years because you just you have to be in the right spot all the time. Charlie Spargo. And for you to be in the right spot at all times, you're not doing a lot of two-way running. Then you get critiqued on that, you get dropped. They can afford to be out of position to help stuff and then run back. Like It's a huge boost. I didn't think about it that you way. You need to be bloody quick. Charlie Spargo, he's not quick. He's not quick. He's pretty short. He's, I, I don't know, 173 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I'd be hoping that his ball use is good enough that he gets to stick around. Oh, I mean, his first season was amazing. There's absolutely no reason you shouldn't take a punt on blokes like that. But yeah. ad- admittedly, if you don't crack in in a year or two... Inevitably, someone's Someone going to get drafted along. that has attributes that might knock you. You know, that's yeah. one of the things. Well, Dion Johnson is an example. But if you have to delist blokes every year and you have to draft every year, there's bound to be people that just are in and out, mm. which is a bit unfortunate. But Poor Dean Towers. <laughs> you hated him. For a long time, I didn't like him. And then his last two years, I loved him. Then he got delisted. I was like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> um, should we move on to Essendon? Yeah, yeah. Um, so with pick 30, they got Harrison Jones as a tall forward, which is hilarious. Surprising. Uh, it was weird that Giorgiardi's went so high and he slipped so much, considering he'd, he'd been able to play and had all this uh, terrific... Uh, talk about him and this and that, and everyone sort of was like, well, Georgiades, don't worry about him. We'll leave that up to the 40 onwards guys. It's just funny because we're coming at this from two completely different angles. I was coming at it from the Essendon saying there's no tall forward prospects well, in the draft. Yeah, like I said on the last one, it's <laughs> going to be like, thanks, guys. So you don't reckon I'm good enough yeah, already? He, he's and... a big Essendon fan as well. So. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, but he's known for his his positive attitude, his marking and his accuracy. He's very lightly framed, though, so that's probably the knock on him at the moment. He's but got a lot of speed, though, and he, and a lot of height because of it. So he, you might... Reminds me a I bit of Will him, Haywood. Yeah, I could see him being uh, a bit handy a bit earlier than, uh, One might than what's expected, just because he looks light. A bit like Will Day, just because they're very light, but then also because of that, they have a little bit more to, like, that agility and that speed that they carry at the moment, whereas in a couple of years, they're probably going to lose a bit of that because he will probably have to lock down a key position, which means he'll just be packing on kilos to win contested contests and he'll slow down a lot probably. Well, when um, Will Hayward 
in his first season, he looked like you could s- snap him in half. He was that thin. Well, even Blakey. Blakey's another bloke who looks really undersized for what he's doing. And all of a sudden, you put him in. He's a freak. He knows what he's doing. He oh, can manage that. Crazy. There's no reason why he couldn't. I'm really Jonesy enthusiastic about Harrison thing. Jones. He seems like I'm, a really I, good I was kid. surprised by their picks. I thought that, you know, with what they had, they got blokes who people had talked, you know, pretty well about. So mm-hmm. Nick Bryan being... Pick 38, so he's a ruck. Oh, yeah, um, exactly. He's got agility. He's I'm not really surprised they went with the ruck because Gumbleton... Is it Gumbleton? He's been gone for a while. Bell Chambers, he? that's Bell right. Bell Chambers. Yeah, they both got long names and they're crap. So. And they've got Phillips now as well. Absolutely. Yep. He. No. Nah, don't worry. Sorry. Sorry, Nick Bryan. You're not getting in there. He requires development. Um. Because what's his name is also there. The one that did his ACL this year. Oh my God. I've forgotten his name. Draper. Draper. Sam Draper. Thank you. Um. But Bryan's obviously there as a development prospect no, underneath look, those guys. It's. It uh, pretty much seemed that like. Essendon needs a ruck. Or they need a. They need a long term ruck that they can. I was kind of create a team around. I was, I mean, look, Carlton got Pitane, right? Yeah. And they've got Cruiser. Mm-hmm. I don't know of another guy that they've got, even though they they probably do have another bloke. Young DeConing. Tom DeConing. Is, Is he going to be rucking? I think so. I don't know. Okay, well then, there you go. I thought of, I sort of thought that they would be, that Carlton would have gone, let's get Combin or something like that. But... Um, Interesting to see, yeah, Essendon, Harrison Jones, Nick Bryan, Ned Cahill. Cahill's that other small forward. So, yeah, pick 56, they got Ned Cahill, um, who's quite clever and he's got good goal sense, but he's also a pressure forward. And we talked in the preview about how they desperately need a small pressure forward to retain the ball inside 50 for them. And he seems like exactly that guy. But then Lachlan Johnson at pick 63 is kind of the same. He's quite physical, he's a pressure forward. He's coming off an ACL, but I think once he gets in, he'll play that role for them. So it's not all on Tipper to yeah. tackle to keep the ball inside 50 because no one else does oh, it. Oh, but even like we said, when you get down to pick 63, you're not going to be picking a bloke that fills a need because you can't guarantee that he's going to develop at the rate that you that he would come into the team while you have that need. So you just pick the bloke who looks the best. Mm. And look, if he ends up getting there quicker, then you're going to have... What do they call it? Mosquito squadron or whatever it is? Mosquito... For the small forwards? The yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, far out. There you go. Um, and then rookie pick 10, they took Mitchell Hibbard, who you mentioned earlier, known for his tackling as well. Well, yeah. He apparently played most of that previous year in the VFL. Yeah. I think, was it Williamstown? Yeah. Had been playing as one of the biggest midfielders. Mm. And, and, and apparently did a really bloody good job. So so it's not just Devin Smith tackling in the midfield. It's Mitchell Hibbert as well. Like, I think that's a really good... They've, they've identified a few holes yeah, um, and actually gone about filling them. It's not just take the most talented. They've filled holes with what they've picked up. I think it's pretty pretty good haul for them. It act, Yeah, better than I thought that they'd be able to pull off. Yeah. Should we go to Fremantle now? Yeah. Uh, so Fremantle, they cashed in pick seven. They got Hayden Young, who is touted as being the best kick in the draft. Um, tall defender, known for his intercept marking, his left foot kicking, and his decision making. Pick eight, they got Caleb Sarong, who's a midfielder, 
likened to Luke Parker a lot of the time. Ball winner, he can take an overhead mark, but he's also good on the ground. And then pick nine, they got Liam Henry, who was through the um, Next Generation Academy. Small forward, speed, he's elusive, he's quick thinking, that kind of player. Then at pick 61, they got Minario. I said that wrong, I'm really sorry. Minario. Frederick, um, he's a winger, speed, goal sense, creative, good at marking, that sort of stuff. Then in the rookie draft, uh, rookie pick six, they got Jarvis Pina. Pina? Pina? Pina, I think. Um, he's a small defender, line-breaking speed, agility, endurance, that sort of stuff. And then their other two picks, 20 and 30, were both re-rookieing players. So they, uh, Thomas North and Hugh Dixon, both of those guys have had injury issues, so they've given them another chance. I think the idea of adding Young to that back line with Pierce and Luke Ryan and... I don't think we need to say that much. About Fremantle? I don't think we need to say that much. What? They got three top ten blokes. Yeah. Because they lost a lot of talent in the off-season, so they got draft picks in. Yeah, but when you say lost, they traded Bradley Hill for the opportunity to get two of those guys. But Bradley Hill won And then they lost Langdon, and it just meant that they were able to secure... Liam Henry. Liam Henry anyway. Like... I don't think Frio gives a shit that those two blokes are gone. I think They're probably they... still more upset that Sandy's gone than they are about Langdon and Hill. Because let's face it, those three blokes... Sean Darcy, though. ...are just, like... They're you, Jets. You could not have a better draft hand than that, apart from Gold Coast, but we all know they didn't freaking deserve it either, so... I think that the idea of having Sarong come in, working with Mundy and Fife for a few years when you know that Brayshaw can go into the midfield as well. That's a pretty good midfield balance considering they lost Lockie Neal, who was their second or third best mid two years ago. So they've, they're kind of replacing those things that they've lost the past couple of seasons. And it's, it's going to take a year or two to see the results of it. But the idea of Hayden Young in defence kind of setting stuff up with a really good kick out of defence is huge for them because they do have good defenders, but I don't know that they have the best kickers out of defence. And that's what he brings in the balance of what they've got down there. Bloody good draft for them. Yeah. Awesome. All right, let's talk about Geelong. With pick 16, they got Cooper Stevens, who's a midfielder known for his contested ball. He's pretty strong, efficient with his kicking, that sort of stuff. Pick 19, they got Sam De Koning, who has... What did you say? He was 186 centimetres. Oh, yeah. He was apparently 186 centimetres at 16 or something, and now he's 203 or whatever it is. And Insane. That's a pretty good growth spurt. Pretty good. Well, taller than, taller than the number one ruck. In fact, probably taller than... I don't even know, but he'd have to be around about the same size as probably Combin and Brian as well. And yet he's spent most of his time playing as a key back. Yeah. Which is pretty good. I I was thinking that um, the Ds could be interested, but then I was like, oh, wait, we just you know gave up all our draft picks for the last couple of years getting defenders. He looks he looks good, knows how to take a mark. He's quite athletic. He, can, he moves well for a tall kid as well. That's he's not, yeah, he's not afraid to... Not afraid to go for a contested pack mark in the mm. back line, despite how like fragile he might seem from a distance. Yeah, and he can go forward as well, which is an upside too. No, no, he'll, he'll be good. Um, pick 41 was kind of the shock of the draft. They picked Francis Evans, 
um, just amateur footballer from Brunswick. Oh, yeah. Um, he's a medium forward. He's clean. He can have an impact on the scoreboard and he's good overhead. Um, pick 50, Cameron Tahini, I think you say. Yeah. Um, he's a forward. He's left-footed and he played senior footy at Norwood. So he's got experience against big bodies as well. Yeah, he's he's not like a big guy, uh, but he's apparently quite good overhead mm. and he's a little bit... I believe the term is mercurial. Oh, love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in that he clearly has a shitload of talent, but he's a bit conservative with his, like, if he cops knocks, he doesn't like to, like, go... I don't, I've heard people crapping on about that he needs to just go in harder, but look, he'll get there. He yeah. just sounds like a bloke who's a little bit concerned about, you know, having his head knocked off, but... Pff, Fair. He gives a shit. The dude looks like he can play. Yeah. Um, He'll definitely be, like, a goal kicker. I'm keen to see them debut some later draft picks, um, see what oh, those guys can do. You know, do. they probably will. they got the kind of team where they can bring in blokes yeah. like that. and They're supported. Not be worried about it. Um, rookie pick 14, they picked Bradley Close, who's a forward. He's known for his goal assists, and he moves quite well. Um, and then with rookie pick 27 and 35, they re-rookied Oscar Brownless and Lockie Henderson. Lockie Henderson was not going to be re-picked, but St Kilda slid in on Ryan Abbott and took him, so they took Lockie Henderson back. I think they've got themselves in a really good position. They're planning for the future. They don't need any of these guys to come in next year and have an impact. So they can let them simmer kind of like they did with Grind Myers for a year and then let them come in and have an impact. So I think as much as these guys will want to come in and play next year, there's no real need to force that unless they have heaps of injury issues. Yeah. Um, so hey, it's pretty positive. Well, they've got they've got their next key position defender in the wings and they've got another probably really durable midfielder in Cooper Stevens, who actually has a bit of pace too. So they got exactly what they needed by the looks of it. And in the end, they ended up being able to keep Henderson on the list mm. to help him out when needed. Because we'll just they, have a backup. It. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they'd be expecting to be going for finals. So why not take a bloke back who's got experience and, you know, you know what you're dealing with. Yeah. Let's move on to Gold Coast, the busiest team in the, tra- in the uh, draft. So with pick one. They got Matthew Rowell, midfielder. We all know his ball-winning winning ability, his courage, his decision-making. He's just a really fucking good player. Um, pick two, they got his best mate, Noah Anderson, who's midfielder, forward, known for repeat efforts, ball-winning ability. He's really smart. He's also quite cheeky, I've heard. Also really effing good player. Yep. Um, pick 11, they got Sam Flanders, who everyone expected Sydney to take. Um, he's a forward slash midfielder known for contested ball, one-on-ones, and his strength. Pick 27, they got Jeremy Sharp, another midfielder known for his outside speed and a penetrating kick. Pick 60, they got Jai Farrar, who's another midfielder. They got all midfielders. Um, another midfielder, he's athletic, speed, agile, that sort of stuff. Then with rookie pick number one, they got Josh Schoenfeld, who they re-rookied, who is a running machine. Um, rookie pick 16, they got Connor Buderick, who was part of their academy. He's another yeah, mid. that's right. Pick, rookie pick 29, they got Matt Conroy, who's a forward slash ruck. He's also from their academy. He is an interesting looking guy, if you see some photos. 
And then rookie pick 37, they got Malcolm Ross, who's a small forward known for speed, his left foot kick, and how tough he is. So they've cashed in. They've pretty much replenished the whole midfield there. Then when you think about Rankine coming in and playing after he wasn't able to debut last year, this year, this season, um, and you think about Lukosius at one end and Ben King at the other, that's um, extremely exciting. I know you have opinions on Gold Coast that I don't necessarily share, but I'm keen to watch them play oh, next year. I don't... It's not that I don't want them to be doing well or anything. It's just, you know... It was easy. Melbourne copped tons of shit for being that shit and getting help from the AFL and all that stuff. And they deserved it because they ran themselves into the ground, basically. But these guys have done the same. And it's just... Oh, take this, take that, take that as well. To, you know, so what happens now? What happens now if the amazing crop of young blokes they've put together, which is, I don't know if you could say that it's more amazing than the crop they got to draft over 10 years ago. Well, I think they... GWS got a more amazing crop than Gold Coast did. Okay, but at the time when Gold Coast gets to draft everybody, you wouldn't necessarily say that this is all better. I would though. See, it this looks is better whole... now because it's new horizon. No, but, see, but at the time they had access to the talent. They took all of it and injured them all. They stuffed it all up. Now they're going again in place of all the other teams that also should have had picks in the first two rounds. And they got it. And now everyone goes, "This is it. Gold Coast is on the way." They got Stewie Jew. They got this guy. They got that guy. What happens now if they stuff it all up? Well, that's the pessimistic. Well, yeah, absolutely, it's pessimistic. But, and and I am hoping that they do well. I don't actually have anything against them apart from, no, you didn't deserve all of that stuff. That was a hell of a hand to be, to be given. Yeah, but now that you're looking at it, yeah, it looks got... amazing. Of course, it looks amazing. <laughs> have the best guy. Have the second best guy. Have the twentieth best guy. <laughs> By the way, you know the academy that we just gave you access to? Anybody you want, just take them. <laughs> we'll tell everyone else to fuck off. Just, look, look, honestly, good luck to them, and they are going to be exciting to watch. I'm yeah. confident that they are going to be a hell of a team to watch. But if they end up coming good, how smug do you think these Gold Coast pricks are going to end up being? You know, Tony Cochran Tony will be Cochran the awful one, but everyone else will he's be like, going, right. He's going to forcibly insert himself into press conferences post-game so that he can say, I told you so. He's a new Koshy. And someone's going to throw a shoe at him. Good. I don't like him, but I like the rest of the club. Oh, look, okay. I don't mind at all. If they go gangbusters and smash everyone, as long as someone throws a shoe at Tony Cochran, (laughs) it'll be worth it. All right, you heard it here first, folks. that little Christmas (laughs) elf-looking bastard is just going to be so smug. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. 
Yeah. And I just, I just think you went a bit too friggin' far, didn't you, with just all, all of that. The AFL need them to succeed. But I'm, I'm so excited at the prospect of Raul... Anderson, oh, absolutely, Rankin, absolutely, King, all of those guys in a team. Like I'm gonna watch every Gold Coast game next year. I can't wait. Oh, just the just the last two years alone. The cardiac kids. The what? Cardiac the, kids. Yeah, that's what they were called in the first five rounds of this year. Well, because they got heart problems. No, because they stressed everyone out because they went down to the wire in all those games. Oh, for fuck. I loved it. I was living. Alex Sexton was leading the Coleman. <laughs> Anyway. No, they will be good to watch. And I'm, I am extremely keen to see... Like, that hand, just this year, the fact they got Flanders in that, that late and then also Jeremy Sharp, yeah. that's bloody good. Yeah. But, like you said, last year as well, you know, they haven't even really had a chance to crack in. They've won one year or whatever. But Rankin got injured in preseason, yeah, no, so he absolutely. didn't get a chance. The, like, the last two years alone in terms of the draft is very impressive. Yeah. And then you add in the fact that Swallow has been fit and able to play every game. You add in the fact that Lockie Weller got, went there. You add in a few of those little things. It starts Darcy McPherson having the best season of his career and becoming a really impressive outsider, outside winger type player. There's a lot to like about them. They yeah. just need to make that last little bit click, and uh, I think no, this absolutely. helps. Absolutely. No, I I don't expect that they're gonna. F- you know, they're not going to flop. No. I don't expect. I can't wait. No, but uh, if they do, it will be fucking hilarious. Don't be so mean. I'm not. It's not me deliberately trying to be mean. It's me saying everyone again jumping on board to pump up, put wind in their sails, get behind the people that have taken on the immense challenge of turning that club around. If it all goes belly up again. It, it you know it'll be sad, but it's actually going to be kind of funny too, yeah, because because watching the AFL walk back up to like the front of AFL house with their tail between their legs, being like, I know we said it was going to be the last one, but Gold Coast is going to have one, two, and three. This year. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd filmed you do that. Like, fucking uh... just watching like Gil nervously, just like ah. Uh... If that happens, Gil can't have a job still. <laughs> oh, but Lodjudice can? Fuck that guy. He needs to go. Uh, let's go to the Greater Western Sydney Giants with pick four. So we we speculated about what what player they were trying to get in that top ten by trading up, trading up. And turns out it was Lockie Ash. He was the one they wanted. Um, so he's a defender, speed, ball-reading ability, attitude. He's the one that used to go to the footy to watch Lockie Whitfield play he wanted to play like him. So it kind of starts to make a bit of sense. Then with pick 10, they did get Tom Green through the academy. So he's a midfielder. He's got really good vision, big body. He's good at stoppages. You talked about how there's always five blokes hanging off him. Oh, yeah, that's what it seems like. Um, pick 51, they got Jake Riccardi, who's a forward. He's got good work rate, strong hands, and, and has an impact and on the Thank goodness they did, because he's now, what, the 13th player in a row to win that Award and be drafted. What award? Was it the Fothergill Medal? In what? Is it? Isn't it uh, the VFL? Oh, true. Probably. He's the thirteenth bloke in a row to win that award and be drafted at the end of the same year. That's pretty cool. Well, it. It makes sense. Yeah, it's cool, but it would have been 
pretty shit if he was like, oh, sorry, mate, you broke one of, like, the best runs. <laughs> he's a pretty good player. No, absolutely. He should have been drafted, probably even a little bit earlier, maybe. But, yeah. hey, he's there. Um, pick 65, they got Tom Hutchison, who's a midfielder. He's mature. Um, he's from South Australia, I believe. Uh, agility, speed is what he's known for. And then their rookie picks were all just re-rookieing guys that they delisted. So, Tom- Jake... Jake Stein, Tom Sheridan. And I was going to say, I thought Zach Sheridan Sproul. would get back on the list. Yeah. And Zach Sproul. So they they cashed in with Ash and Green, uh, 100%. Absolutely. That's an unbelievable Absolutely. For a team that no made a grand final. No freaking way a grand finalist should have two top 10 picks. But fair enough, one's an academy, and the other one they actually traded. For, they gave up a lot. They gave of, up four first rounders. Four. They traded two. They traded two early for pick six, uh, pick six or whatever it was. Yeah, and then they traded another future one to get up to four. And and, and the the six that they had. And when you look at it, that's what fucked up Adelaide because Adelaide had pick four. They could have got Dylan Stevens, and they didn't. Well, I I don't know that that would have been a dead set go. It seems like they really wanted Stevens and were disappointed when Sydney took him. From what I can understand. Anyway. Don't fucking trade it then. Satellite. What do you expect? Should have known better. Let's go to Hawthorne. Pick 13. They got Will Day. Medium defender. Strength, speed. He's quite lightly built though. You talked about that already. Yeah, Pick he'll t- be fine. Pick 29. They got Finn McGuinness. Father, son. A midfielder known for contested ball. He's quite consistent. He has an impact on the scoreboard. Pick 57, they got Josh Morris, who had terrible hair but has since cut it. Uh, Hey, look, terrible hair is a prerequisite for Hawthorne. That's true, actually. Medium forward, known for his overhead marking ability. He's quite mobile, but he, too, is quite lightly built. And then with rookie... (laughs) Like that matters. (laughs) With rookie pick number nine, they got Emerson Jacker, who I'm surprised got to the rookie draft. I'm surprised no one took him earlier. I thought someone would have picked him up in like a 60s or something. Yeah. um, They really just started just passing everything. It was weird. In the 60s. Um, he's a tall utility, uh, he's versatile, he's quite strong overhead, and he's, he's quite athletic. He's apparently got the best hands. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed crazy that he got to rookie. Anyway, and then in the preseason draft, um, they got Michael Hartley, who's that Essendon, Essendon defender, ex-Essendon defender. Yep, that's true. Um, they drafted for hey, long term, I think. That's his third club, isn't it? Second. Okay. Uh, drafted for the long term, I think. A couple of the guys, they do need time in the gym before they can really come in and have an impact. Yeah, um, right. But I think McGuinness will look to kind of follow what Warple has done, had a year or two building up to it, and then third year, yeah. smash it in the midfield. Yeah, just one or two years and then win the BNF. Well, he's going to be huge in the midfield for them, I think, for the long term. Well, we always Warple, talk about Mitchell, Scully, O'Meara, McGuinness. So we're going to talk about Melbourne now? I guess. You look really disappointed right now. So with pick three, you got Luke Jackson, ruck slash tall forward. Got the vertical leap, ground ball work, and he's quite athletic. Pick 12, you got Cozzy Pickett, uh, small forward. He's quite aggressive. He's strong, quick. He's got good goal sense. And pick 32, Trent Rivers, who's a medium-sized defender, known for his very long, accurate kicking. Um, he's like second or third best kick in the draft, people have said. Oh, really? And he's pretty quick and good rebound, rebounding defender. So I think they've done quite well to balance the team with the trades they've got in and the drafting and who they've already got. I think it 
solves a few problems for them. Oh, absolutely. How do you feel as a Melbourne supporter? Certainly, certainly not who you would have expected them to be looking at considering the picks they had. Like, As in, you think pick three should have been someone else, or you well, expect no, but pick three to be someone else? When you see that Melbourne's got three and eight, and then they turned it into three, ten, and twenty-eight, you go, oh, they, no, they, they must have done that because they need another Ruckman. Like, who the fuck is on that page? I certainly wasn't. But he's going to be used as a tall forward. No, I don't, I'm not disappointed that they picked Jackson. But honestly, like, they've been crapping on for years about how desperately they need run and carry and speed. And they overlook the quickest, like, most running bounce type players in the whole draft. So we should... To jump at the chance to get a basketballer onto the senior list. So we should briefly mention that during the draft, (laughs) we were texting each other and every time Sydney got a pick, you were like a little bit annoyed but a little bit relieved because they were all the players... Well, maybe only because at three, I was thinking, surely Dylan Stevens, surely the bloke who runs around people and kicks goals and runs and carries and plays on the outside but actually can go inside and in the last couple of years, he's like become a tackling machine. Surely he is exactly the kind of player that they want and need... Especially when they've said themselves that they need... Oh, you got Langdon, you got Tomlinson? Yeah, I guess your run and carry game is sorted now, is it? What the fuck? But it seemed like every player Sydney picked, you were like, God damn it, I want to know. Yeah, because I said, I said going into it, I was like, you got 3, 8 and 28. If they turn... If they maybe bring 28 back a bit or whatever it is, I was thinking, Stevens, absolutely. Gould, you can afford to get rid of May if he doesn't... (laughs) get his shit together like you know you got a medium to tall solid defender with a good kick who was taking kickouts for a whole fucking year in the premiership sandful team and runs in straight lines <laughs> then you got another bloke who is like almost some sort of proto uh, josh kelly like you know He's trying to emulate the blog that you missed out on last time because you traded down for tyson and salem and frost or whatever it was and you're just like, no, I'll, um, no, we'll take the basketball guy. <laughs> like, yeah, I was saying, like, get Stevens, get Gould, and then go for your small forward with the later pick because there were blokes like Jack Marnie, Cahill, uh, who was the, Dylan Williams. They were all expected to go from 25 onwards. That Elijah you could have, yeah, you could have got your small forward back there, whatever it is. Not to mention that we've got. Small forwards on the list, like you, you know, Chandler's played one game. Baby Sparks, like yeah, you get, you know, you got Bedford. It's, you know, it's just, but you know, no dramas really. Like they just, it's just honestly, paying as much attention to Melbourne as I have. And looking at, especially the the members forum they did, where they were talking about what they were lacking and this and that. I was just like, you can't honestly tell me that now that you have Langdon and Tomlinson, you're not concerned with the run anymore? Like, fuck. (laughs) But in saying that, there was a bloke who was one of my favourites growing up by the name of Jeff White, 
Oh, bloody love Jeff Who White. was a 195 centimetre. 194 centimetre. All right, fuck. All right, smart ass. <laughs> 194 centimetre number one draft pick in 94 who went to Frio to play forward and then ended up becoming Melbourne's first choice ruckman for a decade and a, and a club favourite. Had his face smashed in. Has a really tall kid. Look, I'm trying to... <laughs> you know... They're trying to Remember find... the good times, Gemma. <laughs> Last you know that good. song, Good Times, Bad Times? Good times come first. Try to remember the good times. He didn't just get his face kicked in. He was a bloody champ for us. Oh, it was incredible. I think the reason they got into the finals in 06 is because he went down like a sack of spuds against the Bulldogs. <laughs> um, but, I know, think it's been a good off-season for Melbourne. There's that. And this guy clearly has shitloads of talent. He's got a natural knack for ball sports. And he'll be fine. It's just clearly at number three, it's like maybe maybe the elite kick or the speed is a bit more important. No, look, they went in with a very clear idea as to who they wanted to get, not what they wanted to get. And they, they it looks it. like they got exactly who they wanted. I think Trent Rivers was where we struck gold, though. <laughs> Being a little... I mean, I mean only in terms of... Getting a player like another really handy medium-sized defender with a lot of power and a good kick at that point when they were probably actually just going to grab whatever, like um, I was surprised by that. I didn't think that he would be there. I was really chuffed with that. I'm excited about. But Jackson and Pickett, I'm I'm not disappointed. Just absolutely not who I thought that they were. And look, this is that was just me thinking I knew what they needed. Yeah, but. You know, I'm not, I'm not running a club. Next year is going to be fascinating. Oh, it'll be. I wouldn't expect most of these blokes to be playing straight away. Oh, I reckon they're going to. But chuck if Jackson they, in but early. if they debuted Tom Sparrow, obviously Lewis was a late withdrawal. But if they debuted Tom Sparrow in round one, then they're clearly willing to give the younger blokes a bit of a crack, depending on how they look. So yeah. if you know, if anything, they probably will. I think Rivers would probably be more likely to jump in though, because the backlines. Likely to be the place where we need to replace someone. Because they're always injured. Well, it's not going to be the ruck. No, but I think Jackson becomes you know. a f- tall forward and chops chops out in the ruck. Yeah. I think yeah. that's how they play him for a while. and then it l- l- No, no, no. He's not... Like I said, he's not been drafted just to be the ruck. No. Because there's no way in hell a bloke who apparently has as much talent as they have indicated... Is going to sit at Casey, just a, with what, just cleaning up for a couple of years. Um, no way in hell. I think it lets Tom McDonald off the hook a little bit. I think it lets Sam Wiedemann off the hook a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but it's also more interesting that they just picked up Mitch Brown. I'm so excited about this. So it is. It is interesting. I mean, Bradkey, like, all right. Well, you could probably fuck off now because apparently they've just. Mitch sorted Brown. out the ruck situation. So like, it is really odd, but they've obviously just pounced on a bloke who they thought was pretty special and pretty unique, to be honest. I'm really keen. I'm really keen to see how it goes. Yeah. But it was just that I'd it was just that I'd like read into it so much that I thought I knew who they needed. Melbourne has So been... I was I was actually pleasantly surprised. Disappointed at first. Um 
Part of the reason I'm pleasantly surprised is because Sydney picked up two of the blokes that I wanted. So at least they're on Sydney's list and not the Bulldogs or something like that. Thank I don't hate the Bulldogs, but it's a team that I'm not paying that much attention to. I do to, hate so. the Bulldogs. Um, Melbourne have the All-Australian ruck in both the women's and the men's, just so you know. Lauren Pierce is going to destroy some people next oh, year. I was going to say, Mark Chamer. <laughs> Time to talk about North Melbourne. With pick 31, they got Charlie Combin, who's a tall forward ruck option. Uh, he's strong overhead, he's mobile, he's agile. Pick 34, they got Jack Marnie, who's a small forward midfielder type, good with decision-making and good at the stoppage. Pick 35, they got Flynn Perez, who's a midfielder who is coming off an ACL injury, but he's known for his use on both feet. Um, he's got clean hands, ex-soccer player, actually. And they picked up Josh Walker as a delisted free agent. He's a utility who is now at his third club, but I think he did deserve another shot after Brisbane delisted him. I'm surprised they didn't go after more defenders, though. I know Walker can play that role, but it feels like they're really thin in defence and they kind of haven't covered that at all, which is a concern. I guess you just have to try and trust that they know what they're doing and then remember that it is North Melbourne. Is that all we're going to say? I don't know what else to say. All right, we'll move on to Port. I mean, I'm lucky to have gotten this far in the whole thing anyway. (laughs) What did we call Port? The same, same, but different. Same, same, but different. Uh, they picked up with pick 14, Miles Bergman, who's a midfielder forward, known for his one-on-ones, ground ball and aerial contests. Pick 18. Apparently the biggest kick in the draft. Big kick. Uh, Mitch... That, yeah, that is how it's said. Oh, really? Yep. There you go. Mitch Georgiadis. Georgiadis. Tested marking, he's competitive, good with ball reading. It was a bit of a surprise, he kind of bolted. Um, pick 25, they got Jackson Mead as a father-son. Midfielder slash forward, uh, known for his courage, his ball-winning ability and his decision-making. Rookie pick 8, they got Jake Passini. He's a defender who is mobile, composed and good at reading the play. Uh, rookie pick 22 is Trent Burgoyne, Sean's nephew. Uh, he's a wingman. His skill, speed, and running bounce is uh, his kind of good traits. Rookie pick 35, they re-rookied Boyd Woodcock. Rookie pick 38, you, they re-rookied... You don't have to emphasise the cock part. Riley Grundy with pick 38. Um, I think their focus was on building the forward half and that outside run, which I think is really important to their game style. Miles um, Bergman looks like a really good prospect, though. Oh, I can just see him basically being like a wicked forward flanker. Yeah, coming in and kind of complimenting Rosie and those guys that came in this year already. Um, it seems like they've got another... It's not going to be a young crop like this year where it's like, holy shit, but it's going to be solid for the long term. Uh, shall we move? I think they did really well. Yeah. Yeah. Considering oh. the draft hand as well. The draft hand was pretty good. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, surprised they were brave enough to... Well, not not maybe not a case of being brave, but I certainly wouldn't have expected them to use 18 on a bloke like Georgiades because... Or Georgiades. I've only been a fucking idiot, but... <laughs> I don't think a lot of people were expecting that he would be no. considered that early. No, not at all. So it is a little bit surprising that they didn't necessarily go with someone else who was more likely to get picked around there and then jump on him a bit 
later on. But they, again, they've obviously just said, no, this is who we're interested in. Yeah. Or the type. Maybe, yeah, no, I just, yeah, a bit interesting. But tell you what, hell of a pick. Hell of a, hell of a hand there. And Mead, obviously, is a steal at 25 as well. I think, well, like I said, I think Dylan Stevens and Gould and that were referring to him as the professional because he he's mm. like weighing his food and he's always doing recovery and he's the most, like, I guess, professionally minded or he's tried to put himself in that position. Mm. Of well, with his dad as well. Just paying very close attention to, like, how to keep yourself right and in the correct position to be playing mm. the game consistently. Mm. Um, and by all reports, a really bloody good midfielder. So they, I reckon they had, did really bloody well. Yeah. Really bloody well. I, we expect to see a few of those guys debut next year as well. Yeah, pro- I reckon Bergman will probably be in next year. Yeah. Yeah. They they seem pretty pretty stoked on who they did get through. Oh, absolutely. They are obviously very happy with like the fact that they must have just had a short list, like narrowed it down a hell of a lot. And then mm. judging by their reaction to it, they must have literally just got most of the blokes that they were wanting to get at those mm. picks. So for Richmond, pick 21, they got Thompson Dow, brother of Paddy at Carlton. Uh, he's a midfielder. He's explosive. He reads the play well and he's creative by hand. Pick th- 43, they got Noah Cumberland, who was from the Brisbane Academy. He's a forward, kicks on his left foot. He's tenacious and he's quite agile as well. Um, so goes along with their kind of small forward attitude. Uh, pick 44, Will Martin, who was another Brisbane Academy player. He's a midfielder with uh, elite hands and good vision. Pick 46, they got Hugo Ralph Smith. That's weirdly hard to say. Midfielder forward, um, he's athletic and he's got speed and agility. Yeah. And then pick 54, they got Biggie Nguyen from the St Kilda Academy. He's a ruck. He's athletic, he can go forward, and he's got aerial ability. He's the one that St Kilda did actually want to get in the rookie draft, but Richmond stole him before they could get Ooh, to him. Stole. Stole. Um, Ruckman, then. Yeah, they went after Ruckman? quite athletic prospects, yeah. Uh, good readers of play. And again, it's a team that can develop guys in the twos for a while without really needing them to have impact at senior level yet. So they're all guys that they can develop before really needing them to come in mm, yeah he's 195 they got soldo and they've got chol and from what i remember chol he looks huge like really Nank tall Kervis as well they got nank as well i don't know that they'll be planning on using him as a ruck well then, he's touted as a ruck but there's no necessity i mean chol has been playing forward when he's come in yeah i mean they could even play tall defenders as well so there's versatility there once you're tall you kind of are quite versatile yeah I, that's what i mean like i wouldn't expect there's I, I my initial question was to be like why are you picking up another ruckman but i don't the fuck see over st kilda well no i don't see that they'd be looking at using him as a ruck but also he's it's not a guy that's going to play next year it's a guy that maybe will play in the next three years well yeah clearly yeah they clearly are targeting like the athletic capability and uh, 100%. yeah, like like you said, Rewalt's not going to be there. So in three years, they're going to need another athletic forward. It could be it. Well, Chol could Unless be that Nank guy. Unless just then. rotates in. Or Nank is not athletic. That's not a word you use to describe. Toby no, Nank but he Kirk. does reasonably well when he goes forward. He does okay. All right. Well, why am I even here then? <laughs> should we talk about St Kilda? You should talk about St Kilda. 
with pick 52, they picked up Ryan Burns, who's a midfielder, uh, known for his ball-winning ability, stoppage work, and his leadership. Pick 64, they picked up Leo Connolly, who's a defender. He's an elite kick, and he's known for his running and rebounding. And then rookie pick number five, they picked up a jack. They've replaced the jack that oh, they lost. Oh, thank goodness for that. Jack Bell, um, who is a ruck known for contested marking, and he's known for going forward as well and being able to kick a few goals. So add that to them picking up Ryan Abbott, who's another ruck. They seem to be focused on kind of getting some ruck stocks because they got Ryder in as well. So it's interesting that they've gone that way. Um, Maybe they only did that because Richmond pinched their academy ruck. Maybe. Or maybe they just desperately wanted a jack. There's that too. (laughs) It seems like a reasonable list management strategy. Find all the men with the same name. Put them all in a team. Are they misunderstanding jack of all trades? (laughs) It's not all jacks of trade. You can cut that out too. (laughs) I think that Burns and Cole... I'm water here. (laughs) Nearly done, nearly done. Let's push through. (laughs) I think Burns and Connolly look quite promising because they have been known for the workmanlike midfielders, and I think those two guys can be that, especially having lost Jack Stephen. Those are the kind of guys that can replace that, Um, so I think that's quite important. They lost two Jacks, and they only brought one back in. Two? Nunes. Oh, shit. To learn a jack deficit. They should have drafted two jacks. Oh, they needed to draft two jacks. That's bad. Anyway, let's talk about Sydney. You talk about Sydney. (laughs) Take it away. So pick five, Sydney picked up Dylan Stevens, one of the ones Alexander's mentioned many times. He's a midfielder who's been likened to Josh Kelly and Andrew Gaff. Ball winner, he's creative, he's explosive out of stoppages, uses the ball very well. Pick 26, Will Gould, who I'm very excited about and is already a cult cult player at the Swans after being there for two days. Uh, if anyone's seen the photo of Joel Amati reading him a bedtime story, everyone should go and check that out. Uh, he's a defender. He's known yeah, for but his... Is he reading him a bedtime story or is he reading him, like, you know, the Bible? It's a bedtime story. What is that book, though? It's looks enormous. Like a big picture it looks book. like an encyclopedia. A big picture book. A big picture book? I assume so. Okay. I like pictures too. <laughs> Will Gould is known for his leadership, which you've already mentioned, his composure, and his elite kicking. He's kind of touted as the next Shannon Hearn type player, which we kind of need considering Heath Grundy's retired and Nick Smith's retired and all of our defenders are gone except for Dave I like that Stevens and Gould ended up at the same team. Yeah, both South Australians. And then pick 36 and 39 are both West Australians. So 36 was Elijah Taylor, who's a forward, clean hands, goal sense, natural leap. A lot of people said that he's the most talented player in the draft. X-factor, but not necessarily the professionalism at this point. So he's been likened to Michael O'Loughlin who was very similar when he first started. It was all the talent was there, but they didn't know if they could kind of fit it into the AFL box. And it's going to be interesting to see if they can do it again uh, in a similar way with Eliza Taylor. And then pick 39, Chad Warner, who I think has the second worst haircut of all draftees. Um, He's a midfielder. He's a tack on the ball. He's contested work. He's uh, tackling. He's a ball winner as well. I, I think that he'll kind of follow in the George Hewitt mould where it'll be a tagging, tagging role early. and then just strong body and then become a contested ball winner as you move up. 
And then rookie pick four was Brady Rouse. Uh, he's a midfielder with courage, speed, run and carry, that sort of stuff. And rookie pick 19, they picked Jack Maybaum back up after he did his ACL earlier this year. And did you see the video of him walking into the locker room at the Swans? I just like, heard a lot of... Weird chanting. No, hours after the draft, after the rookie draft, he walked back in, and they all ran up to him, and they were all chanting "bargain." <laughs> and I love it. I love it so much. It made me so happy. I'm so glad that we kept him because he's a key defender, and he just was so close to being able to come in and be the Grundy replacement. And then he did his ACL. I was like, fuck. And he was already on the end of his rookie contract, so I'm glad they've re-rookied him, given him another shot. So, yeah, good for him. Um, and um, I guess Cody Hurst can just go get stuffed, right? I'm sad about Cody Hurst. Yeah, so you bloody well should be. It's my fault. Ruined his opportunity of getting a two-year deal by picking him up mid-year when you didn't need him, and then you just threw him away. <laughs> Personally, I did that. Shame. Shame. Melbourne could have picked him up. No, I was really shocked that he didn't actually get picked up. Yeah, again. it seems fucked. It's disappointing. Um, but he might have another six-month contract coming. <laughs> up. Um, no, seriously, good luck to him. It seems a real bummer. Yeah, the Swans did fill a few gaps, particularly in the midfield and down back, and I think the leadership a few of these guys bring will be invaluable. I'm very excited to see these guys come in and have an impact alongside the young guys that we all talked about from this year. What do you think, though, that the only sort of forward player they got was Elijah Taylor, who admittedly is the one with who seemed to have the doubt over him? I think that our forward line is the least of our worries. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I think it's... Ability to keep them fit, but also I think what they're trying to do is have more of a run and carry game instead of a kicking into the forward line game. So having like guys like Dylan Stevens, Blakey up on the wing, Buddy up on the wing, running into the forward 50 instead of someone sitting forward, I think that's the game style they're going for. And then consider the fact that we got Sam Gray in over the off-season. We've got guys like Ronk and those guys coming through. I think it works. Are you quite going to well. be the new team to run with the tiny forward line? No, I don't think so because we've got Sam Reed, we've got Buddy, we've got Blakey, we've got Tom McCartan. We don't have no talls, but I think the game style is going to be different. Is Blakey going to be a forward? He like can a do dedicated both. forward. He won't. Or are you going to roll with robot, uh, Dawson? I like Jordan Dawson up forward. He, uh, I think Dawson needs to be on the wing because he needs to be the guy kicking it into fifty. Because his kicks down the line are so, so beautiful. So all of your tall blokes are going to be out of the 50? No, Sam Reed will sit inside 50. Well, what else is he going to do? Tom McCartan, hopefully having Gould come in, will sit inside 50. That sounded harsh, but I didn't mean that. Sinclair and Naismith coming back in means Sinclair can play a forward role as well. Mm. So you forget that we didn't have Naismith all year. Sinclair missed half the year. So, like... Hayden McLean, I'm sure, can develop into quite a good forward ruck. You know, there's a lot of that. I was going to say, what about the blokes who haven't played yet, who people don't really know about? Amadi, I think, keeps being really close to it and then not quite. I don't think tall forwards are our issue. I think clean use going inside 50 and then retaining the ball inside 50 is the issue. Oh, so and I think a few of these guys will... Like the same as <laughs> A few of these guys will really help that. Dylan Stevens being the obvious one. Good luck to him. But also, I'm keen to see James that. Robottom. 
So excited to see him I'm, in the second I'm half. pretty... I'm pretty excited to watch Sydney play football next year. It's going to be so fun. Mm. Even if we lose, it's going to be so fun. This year was pretty fun, even if we lost. Tell a fucking Melbourne supporter how fun it is to watch them lose. It's different. It's a different feeling, because Sydney, it? it was promising, it? whereas Melbourne, it, really it was just fun? bad. Is it really fun to watch your promising team lose <laughs> a lot, consistently? Is it? I'll talk to you at the end of the year. Hey. It's almost the end of the year. It's a December. I meant the end of next, next year. Next year. That's right. We'll have won the finals. Don't worry. Ah, uh, shall we talk about West Coast? We're nearly that, there. That, that Sydney side of arrogance. <laughs> have you been listening to too much How Good's Footy, have you? What? You been listening to How Good's Footy? No. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about West Coast. Oh, well, I wasn't having a dig. <laughs> Just... oh. We're nearly there. You can do this. Uh, pick 49 at West Coast got Callum Jamison, who is a ruck, tall forward, known for ball winning and his marking ability. Pick 58, they got Ben Johnson, who is a defender, speed, power, long kicking. Rookie pick 11, they got Anthony Tracy, who's a, who's a forward who's quite competitive. He's a pressure forward and goal sense is his thing. Rookie pick 20... <laughs> is it his thing, is it? <laughs> Is it is it like when people say that uh, working out is their th- it's kind of my thing? <laughs> it's the face that you do when you say it. <laughs> Rookie pick twenty five was Mitch O'Neill, who's a midfielder with good vision, decision making, and is quite versatile. Rookie pick thirty three, they re-rookied Brendan Arch- Archie, and rookie pick thirty nine, they re-rookied Hamish Brayshaw. Brayshaw, fuck, I can't talk. There are another. Okay, it's your thing. <laughs> They're another club planning for the future without needing immediate impact from these guys, I think. Because, I mean, they just got Tim Kelly in. Anybody who's expecting immediate impact from draftees is probably in a bad spot. No, I mean immediate impact as in So you'd in hope, the next you'd, two years. You would hope that they're not just being like, hey, look, good to have you on board because, by the way, you're really going to have to kick like 40 goals this year and blah. Connor Rosie did it. He, well. Led their goal kicking in his first year. Should we talk about the Western Bulldogs? <laughs> he just did a big sigh. Uh, I think Alexander's a bit tired. So let's talk about... <laughs> you, you win some, you lose some. Let's talk about the dogs. Uh, pick 15, they got Cody Waitman, who looks a lot like Isaac Heaney. He's a small forward. He's strong, known for overhead marking, and he's leading. Pick 53, they got Lewis Butler, who's a defender with good ball use, decision-making, and speed. And pick 62, they got Riley Garcia, who's a midfielder, two-way running. He's quite tough and he's good at the stoppage. Nifty little dude. I think Waitman is a player we can expect to debut fairly early next year. I reckon, yeah. Um, But then Butler and Garcia are guys that can provide a bit of versatility to the dogs list, particularly when it comes to guys like Norton. And players like that, you can kind of let them off the leash a little bit if these guys can come in and just play a role. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I know well, they're going to run with a fairly tall forward line, probably. Yeah, but I think so. Having that extra, that extra little guy who can be at the front of the stoppage. Exactly. And, yeah, because yeah. Sam Lloyd doesn't necessarily play like that. He's actually quite good lead up forward. He plays like a tall forward almost. Yeah. And he's had a huge impact on that team. I don't think it's been set enough. He's what a, a good pick he's up a really, he was. I, he's quite a good player. Yeah. A terrific shot for goal. But yeah, he's not. And and you could argue that Waitman isn't your typical crumbing forward either. But 
Lloyd is a lead up. He's a lead up forward. I think. And Waitman, Waitman has a bit more of a knack of getting to the drop of the ball. Yeah, but also just contested marking as well is I mean, a good thing well, for him. I mean, if you got if you got Bruce and Norton though, you probably don't need to be at the drop of the ball because they just they don't take have marks Bruce. all the friggin' Oh, they time. do have Bruce. On that note, I think Alexander's a little bit loopy, so we're going to wrap this one up. Thank you for listening to Play On Radio. This has been our AFLM draft review. I've been Gemma Bastiani. He has been Alexander Bastiani. And, uh, oh, I don't know if I want my name attached to this performance. <laughs> this has been horrible. We're looking forward to AFLW starting on the 7th of February and then the AFLM season starting a few weeks after that. You can catch Alexander on Twitter at... Ale- no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use it. Direct catch- your questions at Gemma and I will try <laughs> I will try my hardest to... Tweet at Play on Radio Melb and we'll get back to you. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy your summer. Enjoy watching replays of games. And uh, we'll catch you soon. I don't know. We'll do something soon. Uh, keep listening, playing ready. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs>